Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. This is Morning Report 160, 160, wow, wow, 160. I am so proud of that. I'm so proud of, of the stick-to-itness of, of, of our group and, and what, we're able, what we've been able to do with, you know, with very little resources. Um, the only resources that we use are our own at this point. Now, you're welcome to join us. We're still looking for title sponsors, too. Title sponsors, uh, six month contract, five hundred five hundred bucks a month to help us expand, uh, expand our reach. Because you know, if you look at what's going on, folks, you know that you need voices out there that are different than the voices that that mainstream media provides. And I'll tell you what, I, I'll tell you that I am really, really starting to get, I'm encouraged by the number of young people um, that I encounter that are. Uh, not buying the mainstream media narrative. Now, I'm not saying that these are. I mean, these, these are going to become, you know, what mouth breathing, slobbering um, Trump support, MAGA hat Trump supporters. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is that we are making an impact. We are making an impact here. We are making an impact uh, with the people that we're talking to, um, the things that we're saying, the things that we're doing online. Uh, whether on Facebook, on TikTok, on Twitter, whatever, although Twitter is a friggin' dumpster fire, we are making an impact. Please do not. This is so important before we get started today, because I really want you guys to get this. Please do not think, because some of the people in mainstream media discount us, that what we're doing isn't working. Please. You know, a lot of, we, we, we get discounted, uh, a lot of us independents out here get discounted by mainstream all the time. And even we get discounted by some of the people that we are here, that we're here for. You know, we're here for the independent conservative. We're here for you. And we even get discounted by them. And, you know, and because then they go to uh, the Wall Street Journal or they go to CNN or they go, I mean, they've got CNN on their, uh, 
you, you know what they've got them labeled and they and they watch MSNBC and they and quick and how do we know this? Because then you ask me about what Don Lemon said last night. Like I can give two rats butts tied up in a red ribbon about what Don Lemon said last night or tonight or what Andrew Cooper's you know what Anderson Cooper said or 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 Rachel Madcow. I I couldn't I couldn't care any less. It's not possible. You know, but, you know, I have people like Paul Swanson of the SwansonReport.net out here busting his hump. I have people like Tim Bryce at, T, you know, at TimBryce.com and at TBCTampa.com out here doing the job every day. You know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting kind of hacked off that, that, that what we're doing is working, but it's not working with the people that we wanted, that we need for to work with. So if you're listening to this, if you've clicked on the TBC Tampa and you're listening to this from there, subscribe to this website. Give us your email address, please. So we can contact you, so we can put together some some Zoom meetings, so we can put together some videos, so we can involve people, so we can get people together, we, so we can, you know what, back up some Republican clubs that are out there, especially in the Tampa Bay area, and some Trump clubs, and whatever, whatever is going to move our country in the direction that it is already starting to move back towards. Please don't be discouraged by mainstream media and its reports. They are exaggerating their progress. They're trying to diminish our progress. All right, let's get started with some stories today. Um, this story came across the desk and is one of my favorite stories already. Uh, this is a story that you may have heard about, and if not, you will hear about it here this morning, of a gentleman by the name of Ron Klein. Ron Klein uh, worked for Pre- Vice President Biden in the White House, and he led the response to the Ebola outbreak. You remember the you remember Ebola, you remember that everybody was going to die of Ebola, that that our eyes were going to bleed and blood would come out of our butts, and we were going to die. Remember, because we were because all this stuff we were you are going to die, everybody is going to die, everybody proceed to the exit, you are going to die. Remember, you remember, stupid, absolutely freaking moronic. But anyway, he says at a. Um, he was at the, uh, I think, uh, a national press club gathering in D.C. And he talked about the response to the H1N1. And I could read to you what he said, but it's always better to hear them in their own words. Uh, I just had a couple things. I mean, I, I was in the White House in 2009, 2010. I was working for Vice President Biden. I wasn't involved directly in the... H1N1 response, but I, I lived through it as a White House staffer. And what I will say about it is uh, a bunch of really talented, really great people working on it, and we did every possible thing wrong. And it's, you know, 60 million Americans got H1N1 uh, in that period of time, and it's just purely a fortuity that this isn't one of the great mass casualty events in American history. Had nothing to do with us doing anything right. It just had to do with luck. Uh, and so if anyone thinks that this can't happen again, uh, they don't have to go back to 1918. They just have to go back to 2009, 2010. Imagine a virus with a different lethality, and you can just um, do the math on that. Now, wow, what you know what? So it is, and, and I play that because it's truly amazing that someone like Hillary Clinton and someone like Joe Biden can say that they would have done better. They would have done better in their response to COVID-19 than the Trump White House did. Even though, you know, we've all, I mean, we have gone over this on this program more than once. Bits and pieces of the timeline that actually saved lives. That the left, that the Democrats fought against tooth and nail. Tooth and freaking nail. The travel bans from the Wuhan um, area of China uh, that Trump did early, fought against every Democrat in Congress. Fought against it. All the major, all the major sources said it was unnecessary, including the World Health Organization. Ugh, I'm not sure what they're about, um, and and the CDC. 
and you know what people like Dr. Fauci, people like Dr. Birx said it wasn't necessary. Trump did it early. Imagine he, had he not that had he had he in place placed this these travel restrictions a week or two weeks later. Imagine what New York would have been like. Imagine. So um, again and again and again and again, Trump seems to get it right. Now whether he gets it right because he's a bumbling idiot and bumbles into to great fortune, or has a sixth sense sixth sense about it. Because of his, because of his business savvy, uh, I I don't know, or maybe it's the maybe it's the prayers of countless of millions of Christians who pray for their president every day. It seems like again, like uh, if what's his face name? His name is Ron Klein. If Ron Klein is right, then if you do the math, it could have been much worse. After the swine flu epidemic in 2009, a safety equipment industry association and a federally sponsored task force both recommended that the depleted supplies of the N95 respirator mask, which filter out airborne particles, be replenished by the stockpile, which is maintained in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. That didn't happen. According to Charles Johnson, president of the International Safety Equipment Association. The stockpile drew down to about 100 million masks within the 2009 epidemic, Johnson said. Our association is unaware of any major effort to restore the stockpile to cover that drawdown. Now, so when Trump and, and Biden, excuse me, Trump and Pence say that they started with nothing, with the stockpiles being, with the shelves being empty, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you what's funny. What's funny is that every single time, it seems like every single solitary time that the president says something that the mainstream media says is outrageous or crazy, here's what I do. You know, it's funny in my house because his, I, I, I always say this, and my, you know, and, and my household just, just laughs. I just say, Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait, wait for it. Boof. Truth. <laughs> we find out Trump says that they they were spying at they were spying on my campaign office at Trump at Trump Tower. Uh, the mainstream media goes apoplectic. This dude is nutbag. He's crazy. Blah 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 blah. And what do we find out? They were spying on the Trump campaign. Using Carter Page, we find that to be true. Trump says that the the shelves were dry. I mean, the shelves were empty with the COVID nineteen response as far as the things they needed, including the N ninety five masks. Wait for it. He's crazy. He says he did a he did a horrible job. He's got blood on his hands. La 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 la. Orange man bad. Wait for it. Oh crap. He was he wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. So you know that's been frankly that's been one of the one of the more enjoyable parts of all of this. It's been a wild ride, but it's been one of the more enjoyable parts. Um, Trump says something that mainstream media if if mainstream media goes berserk about it, guess what? It's true. If he says it's a witch hunt, this Russia investigation is a witch hunt. Uh, just wait for it, and what and what we find out? No collusion. Witch hunt. Nothing there. Three years of investigation, millions of dollars wasted, millions of, millions of man hours wasted. Why? Because nothing there, witch hunt. Right? Just, <laughs> it's, it's interesting though. A top Biden advisor says that, yeah, we really screwed up swine flu. And they're just lucky that a lot more people, we're just lucky. Lucky. We're blessed as a nation. Because there's a lot of praying people in this nation. We weren't lucky. Mr. Klein, God told God showed His grace. That's that's what's ha- that is what happened. All right, gonna go local in Florida. Florida, 
The Supreme Court won't stop Florida from barring felons who haven't repaid their debt to society um, from voting. Now, this is kind of a complicated story. So I want to give you a little background. I want to sort of give you, you know, a little bit of what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on this. Florida, in the last election, had a, um, a petition initiative on ballot to allow ex-felons their right to vote. Now, my, my libertarian side comes out and says, you know, how long can the state, any state, hold back full citizenship from somebody who has been arrested, have been tried by a jury of their peers, has gone to prison, and served their sentence, and basically is, quote, off paper. That means that, that you have completed everything the state, if you completed successfully everything the state said to, that you had to do. If you had a, a prison sentence that you had to um, that you had to serve, you've done that. You can't, you can't stay long. First of all, if you got 10 years, I mean, let you out in six, you can't stay longer than they tell you, I mean, when they tell you to go. So if they tell you to go in six, you have served your sentence. If you had two years of probation and you served those two years of probation successfully, you're good. But the other part about, quote, getting off the paper, that means completing all your requirements, that if you have restitution to pay, if you have court costs to pay, you have not gotten off the paper. And this is what a lot of a, a lot of people were, were trying to skirt around because they wanted to get as many felons, you know, in 2000, first of all, in 2016 and in 2020, voting. And now they can call it racist. It's, it's kind of crazy that when you talk about felons, that somebody would think about black people. Why do you think about black people when you think about felons? I don't understand. But the fact of the matter, if they haven't, if, if, if somebody hasn't fully repaid restitution that was part of their sentence or court costs that were part of their sentence, then they're, then they're really, they're not done yet. It's part of it. And I know that, you know what, getting a job, uh, you know, with a felony is tough. It's hard. And for some people, it's impossible, and they end up reoffending and going back to jail, which is the which is the saddest part about all of it. it the fact that we don't do a good enough job in um, getting people back in, into our society after they have spent time in prison, especially for felonies, that we can't reacclimate them back to a normal life in order for them to be able to complete all the things to say, all the state things the state says they have to do is our fault. It's on us. But anyway, on Thursday, the Supreme Court declined a review of a federal appeals ruling that allows the state of Florida to prevent felons from voting who haven't fully repaid their debt to society. Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, fresh out of the hospital, <laughs> dissented. Not, not, not surprising, right? The um, Atlanta-based Court of Appeals ruling uh, could now, excuse me, could allow Florida to strip the voting eligibility up to one million felons who have not finished their criminal sentences, paid outstanding fines, restitution for their crimes, and other fees. The Hill reports the uh, the decision is an impactful one with Florida uh, um, with the Florida August primary and the general election just months away. The 11th. U.S. Circuit of Appeals is continuing to consider the matter. In 2018, an amendment uh, to the Florida Constitution restoring voting eligibility for convicted felons who had completed all terms, all the terms of their criminal sentences have sparked legal challenges. The state legislature and Florida Supreme Court took the amendment to mean the repayment of all court-imposed costs before felons regain their voting rights. It isn't just because you finish your sentence. You've got to do. You got to get off the paper. You got to get all get it all done. The ballot initiative amended the Florida Constitution was expected to allow uh, approximately 1.4 million convicted felons who have completed all terms, and this is the important word, all, all terms. It should say all the damn terms 
of their criminal sentences and regain their voter eligibility. Um, what was approved by nearly two-thirds of Florida in 2018, the measure excluded felons convicted of murder and sex crimes. This court order prevents thousands of otherwise eligible voters from participating in Florida's uh, primary election simply because they're poor, say, says Justice Sotomayor wrote in her dissent. No, it does not. Actually, it's a step. Actually, what it unfortunately what it does, it exposes how bad a job we do at reacclimating people who have been in prison in the society. No. All the terms. The door is open. Now, here's now here's where Sotomayor in and 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 Kagan and Ruth Bader Ginsburg that they just rolled her ass in, in a gurney into the chambers. I think um, this was two years ago, 2018. This was two years ago. If you knew two years ago, you are going to have to get off paper, that you are going to have to pay restitution. If you are going to have to pay uh, all your costs, you've had two years and you still have time because it's next month. You still have not much time, but some time. Now, if you sat around for two years thinking that you weren't going to have to do that and, and, and a lot of the advocacy groups did not tell these folks, hey, if you can pay these court costs, you need to. If you can pay this restitution, you need to. Do what you can to pay this restitution. Do what you can to pay these fees. Do what you can to pay these court costs because we don't have any guarantee that just you getting out of jail was going to be enough. You got to get off. You got to finish your probation successfully. And you've got to complete all the terms. Like Lawson said, all the damn terms. And it's and it, and it's too bad. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It really is. And the um, the advocacy groups are going to tell you it isn't just because they're poor; it's because they're black. The fact of the matter is that there are a lot of white felons who don't get a break because they're white and they don't have to pay their court costs and they don't have to. Pay. That isn't. That's not true. All the ex-felons have to pay their court costs, have to pay their, res- their restitutions. doesn't matter if they're black or not. This is a problem that I said in the beginning with all of this. I said that these ballot, these petition ballot initiatives that go backwards through the system instead of, you know, coming from, from the regular way are always problematical. Always. And it's not the way to do it. Florida should find some way to limit them. Well, you know what I do when they come to me. What was I, I was paying my property taxes last year, and I got to do that again Monday. Yay, property taxes! Um, which means I never own my property, by the way. Um, that somebody approached me with that, uh, with getting the the minimum wage thing on the ballot, and I said I'm not signing any position ever ever again. This is a nightmare. This is not how you run a state. Like a damn Facebook post. Stupid. We screwed up um, medical marijuana the very same way. People thought that when, you know, by signing this petition they got at the grocery store, that if it got on the ballot and people approved it, then, then everybody who was sick would get to smoke marijuana and have their nausea relieved and on and on and on. But the problem is that the petition, the wording of the petition, wasn't the law. The law still had to be written, and all the and, and all the cases, and how they do law had to be written, and it had to go reverse order through the process. So, uh, just like everything else, when you get to the end of it, it was nothing like a lot of the voters had been told, who signed the petition to get it on the ballot. Or the people who voted for it to get on the ballot and, and voted for it and for the initiative. The actual law and the actual uh, mechanics of how the law worked were not on the ballot. 
because they hadn't been written yet. The same thing with uh, the felons, I mean, the ex-felons voting. The actual mechanics of it weren't written. So try to approach things from the opposite direction because you can't find a, a state legislator with enough cojones and enough backing to actually get something approved, get something going, and you and you're trying to go around the system. Well, that's just stupid because that's it doesn't it, it hasn't worked yet. It just hasn't worked yet. It's not the way government's supposed to work, which is why it fails. And this is why you have right now you've got a million people who are ex felons who thought they were going to get to vote in April. I mean, in August, who are not. And this is a cluster, you know what? It's a cluster. And it's a damn shame. All right, we take a little break. Give you a little music give you a little music to listen to right now because that's really all I got. We'll be back in two minutes and eighteen seconds. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson, and you can go get the Morning Report at www.fightbackmedia.com. Excuse me, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. If you've not gone to the website, what the heck are you waiting for? How many times do I have to tell you? Jeez. I'm just saying. Anyway. All right. After my heart attack, cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, 
and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Diane Feinstein. Y'all know Diane Feinstein. Uh, you have to. She's been in government for, for longer than I've been alive. <laughs> See, that is a fact that just blows me out of the water. That this woman, Diane Feinstein, has been um, in government longer than I've been alive. And you go, Willie, why, do, why, why is that uh, important? Well, I'll tell you why. Because in September, I'll be 60 years old. 60. Not 25. 60. And this woman's been in government longer than I've been alive. I'm not a, I'm not a mouth breathing, uh, you know what, uh, term limits guy. I'm not. But, but we got to do better than this. She's 80, God bless her, she's 87 years old. She has spent her entire adult life, her entire adult life, some would say, in service of her country. I would say, sucking off the hind teat of, 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 of taxpayers. That's what I would say. She's been the Senate, uh, a senator um since 1992 1992 holy crap three husbands out i guess got divorced or outlived at least two of them I'll give you an idea when you're 87, she first got married in 1950. She got married in 1956. That was four years before I was born. Something has got to be done. Now, it doesn't take term. The thing is, it doesn't take term limits. It doesn't take term limits. What it takes is voters in areas not getting sucked in by the um, inevitability of of the incumbents. There ain't no reason in the world that you have an 87-year-old senator from, from California who's been in government 60 years, her whole adult, her, an entire adult, adult life, since she was in her 20s. You have got to freaking be kidding me. Because this is the kind of crap you get. I'm going to tell you. Senator Dianne Feinstein uh, plans to introduce an amendment that would withhold federal assisted payments to states that do not require face masks to be worn. She's she's ready to to <clears throat> put in an amendment in a Senate bill 
that will withhold um, federal assistance payments to any states that don't require that that the state doesn't require a mask. Now that inc- that would include my home state of Florida because the governor won't do that. The governor has seen a lot of municipalities, a lot of counties, do that on their own. That's another problem, but they have done that on their own. Private businesses have done those things on their own. Disney, Universal, SeaWorld Entertainment, that that includes Busch Gardens have. And now we hear of Walmart and somebody else doing that. Uh, Kroger uh, are going to require that um, these face coverings um, be worn in their stores. And and that and those are in and those are in places that don't have the already pre-existing uh, either city ordinances or or county edicts in place. Where I live, we already have that. All the Walmart's already have that. We don't have any Kroger's, but all of the stores already have that in place already. So there there isn't any reason for this amendment other than to squeeze the noose tighter and to force Republican Senate Republicans' hand in this measure. Now, here's the deal, though. This, this law can pass in the Senate, I believe, probably without much Democrat support. But the Democrats are, this is going to be their line in the sand. Let me tell you what's going to happen. This is their line in the sand. This is how they're going to hold this up. And then say, if the Republicans just cared about human beings and they just didn't want people to die, then they would just prove it as it is. This is what they do. So here's what we have to do. We get with your Republican state senator and go, Say no. It's okay. We'd rather not have it than to have it under these circumstances. See, and this is a hard part. This is where where adults have to come back to the table. We'd rather not have it than to have it under, under these circumstances. Than to give up what we have to give up to get it. One of my favorite pastors, one of the things that he taught me, um, this is something that he said, you know, you have, you have people come through your life and they say things all the time, but, but sometimes things stick. This is one of the things that, that, that stuck. Whatever you compromise to keep, you will someday lose. Did, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Whatever you compromise to keep, you will someday lose. So if you compromise this just to keep the peace, just to keep your business open, just to just to be able to get, I mean, if you compromise, you will lose it anyway. And we can see this happening when people are saying, well, just, just wear the mask so we can get back to business. Uh, you compromised, didn't you? You're going to lose your business anyway. And this is exactly what we're seeing. When you know when the goal part, I mean when the goal got changed we were worried about deaths especially deaths in New York and now even with cases going up where are where are the deaths going the death rate is is dropping ticking down across the nation every day and now we're concerned about cases it says here, she says, wearing masks in public should be mandatory, period. Feinstein wrote, Leader, uh, Leader McConnell in the state Senate to take up the, uh, excuse me, in the Senate to take up the next coronavirus economic relief bill later this month. At that time, I intend to offer an amendment to prohibit sending funds to states that haven't adopted a statewide mask requirement. Marrying white, ma- wearing masks in public should be mandatory. Really? What else? Because, you know what, it, it, it really is. What else? What else? Do not. 
compromise. Say it with me. Whatever you compromise to keep, you will someday lose. Pastor Rob Thompson, thank you so much for letting me know and sharing that bit of wisdom with me. And I'm glad I could share it with my listeners. It's insane, folks. It's insane. All right, one last thing. The, this alleged COVID parties. You know what? When this story came out, I said, nobody's doing that. Nobody is freaking doing that. Nobody's having COVID parties to see who got who can get COVID and 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 just sort of t- taking as a. I thought nobody's doing that. My my internal natural sense said, I don't think that's happening. I think that's happening. Now this is an article from Townhall.com. Matt Vespa, um, Matt Vespa is finally getting it too. He did a mea culpa the other week. He writes this, look, I don't think the coronavirus is a hoax. It's real. It's contagious. And it's killed a lot of people. Tens of thousands of deaths traced back to horrible Democrat governors forcing nursing homes to accept COVID patients. Yes, I'm looking at you, Andrew Cuomo, and your Grim Reaper order that killed thousands. The elderly and infirm are the most most vulnerable in our population, high susceptible to dying from from the pathogen so why giving a pandemic would you order nursing homes where these people are concentrated to accept these type of patients sounds like a pretty dumb order huh so dumb that the new york health department website tried to deep six the order huh so dumb that the new york health department um tried to deep six the order we we uh we have your numbers killer cuomo Nearly half of all COVID deaths in the United States stem from nursing homes. People should take extra precautions, but this isn't some superbug. It's not some evolved form of Ebola. The recovery rate is high, and massive spikes seen in states like Florida have not not caused a surge in hospitals. In fact, our medical system was never overrun, the likes of which that we saw in Italy, because Italy sucks. The places where one could contract a virus are the same places where you could get anything under the sun, from MRSA to the common cold. Yes, airports can make you sick, as as can bars and restaurants or or any place where you know people. Nothing has changed since the arrival of coronavirus from China, yet if you watch CNN, MSNBC, and other liberal outlets, you think that two-thirds of the country have been infect- infected and the other third dying from the virus. Well, at least that's what Joe Biden thinks. Remember when he said 120 million people had died? That's not close. The panic porn has been pervasive, reckless, and utterly ridiculous. The intention is twofold. It is to bash Trump and to make the narrative that we can, that we can, excuse me, where the narrative can be no presidential base in the base in the fall, where Biden will be exposed as a way of his, out of, out of his depth. The last thing Democrats need is Biden to forget where he is on a debate stage just before Trump runs him over with a, with a tank. <laughs> it's funny. All my friends were like, God, that, that, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so good. It's not going to happen. They're not, they're going to, the left is going to break their backs to make sure it doesn't happen. The latest episode of the liberal media acting like a total clown show um, stemmed from the COVID party hysteria. Granted, there are a lot of tentacles in this media, manufactured octopus uh, of dread emanating from COVID, but this one is pretty bad. It appears to be fake news. The story goes that some healthy 30-year-old who contracted the disease confessed that he went to a, quote, COVID party. The New York Times even reported on it. The problem is that there is no verifiable evidence. None. When this happened, I said, this didn't happen. When they reported this, this didn't happen. And I got pushback from people who listened to this program. Well, it was on the national news. And since when did you start paying attention and believing on the national news? Well, it was in the New York Times. 
Yeah, and? Wired Magazine dissected the story, tracing its origins, only to find that there was no evidence, nothing. There were no COVID parties. Then some doctors in Alabama told the publications that rumors were true, but admitted that it had no firsthand knowledge about these parties. Yes, rumors are true, but we don't really know. So again, no evidence. It was all rumor, just like the Trump-Russia collusion fiasco. (laughs) The fact is how these stories are somewhat linked regarding how they've been treated by the national media. In both cases, the, the Democrat media complex ran with the stories that were not grounded in reality. Both were evidence-free. Both were weaponized to attack the Trump White House, and both were totally false. Well, okay, Wire doesn't go as far as to declare the party story a hoax, but it does torch the media for peddling unsubstantiated gossip amid a national crisis. Fair point. But I'll go a step farther and declare it fake news. The source is invariably a government or health official who's several steps removed from at least from any first-hand knowledge of the, of the alleged event. A few weeks ago, for example, the Internet blew up with the tale of an Alabama college student who were supposedly throwing parties with infected people and betting on who could catch the virus first. I realize that all the news reports trace back to the comments from a single Tuscaloosa city council member who offered no evidence for the claim. The sexist story is more of the same. A patient who is now dead and thus cannot confirm the story supposedly told a nurse who others told at a hospital. Supposedly. Hundreds of stories have been published on the subject, yet no one's found one single example of someone telling a reporter that they personally intended or witnessed a COVID party. No Instagram posts, no cell phone videos, no screenshots of party invitations. Nothing. And now if this sounds like an unfair standard for journalists, it really isn't. There have been plenty of credible stories of reckless people um, learning the hard way that even a non-COVID party can spread infections. Does this mean that COVID parties are a hoax? Not necessarily. You can't prove a negative. This is so important to understand. You can't prove something didn't happen. You can't. There's no empirical evidence of something that didn't happen. That something that didn't happen. But until it does, reporters and editors are passing along an unsubstantiated rumor without proper due diligence. That's why the media sucks. That's why you have to support my friend. Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report, the SwansonReport.net, Tim Bryce, TimBryce.com, Kevin and Janelle Bats, 46 News, Red River TV, Alfonso Rachel, BronzeSerpent.com. This is why you have to support the people who support you. This is why you have to support the people who are going to bring you truth, going to bring you the real story, who are going to get their hands dirty a little bit to find out. That's why. Well, we got to get out of here until we can get. So, so you know what? It's, it's it's already late. Just like always, though. Thank you for coming. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness' sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke. 
and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.